Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 77 of the Building Strength Podcast. I'm your host Theo Lim and I'm coming at you on a Friday afternoon, April 17, 2020. Whew, hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are taking care of yourselves and hope you're enjoying the start of the warmer weather. So, of course, I've got the coffee beside me, got it in my hand, and it's coming in. One sec. Hoo-wee. That's good. All right, guys. So, I've got a good episode in store for you guys. Going to talk a lot about training. Going to talk about some food that I've been eating. I totally didn't even mean to say that. I was going to say I'm going to talk about some books that I'm reading, but clearly food is always on my mind. (laughs) Oh man, wow. Okay, so actually big shout outs, big shout outs to Christian. I have two people to shout out. I didn't even realize that two people left a review for my podcast and you know what I'm I'll be honest I don't get a lot of reviews I think I have like two written reviews on iTunes and two written reviews on this other thing it's called chartable which I didn't even know about but big shout outs thank you guys Christian and also Takayuki PDX appreciate you guys for leaving reviews As always, it does, it really does add fuel to the fire and it helps me continue doing this. So big shout outs. So let me get stuff together again. So I'm going to talk a lot about training, going to talk a lot about some books I'm reading and in general, just kind of how I've been dealing with the quarantine. Hope you guys are doing well. I think this was like end of week five for me since everything kind of shut down and our new reality set in but it's been good um it's been fun so this was the end of week two for my virtual group training so we're doing zoom classes monday wednesday friday 12 p.m eastern standard time and if you want to jump in on that message me on instagram at theodore.lim i'll link it down below message me and tell me you want to jump in the first week is free so we're going monday wednesday friday it's just quick 45 minute sessions you guys know my style movement then some strength work and always keeping it really simple keeping it just keeping keeping on crushing no that doesn't make sense clearly your boy's rusty. So virtual group training, it's really fun. And after the first week, it's $15 per week for three classes. So it's $5 a class, guys. If you've ever even been remotely interested in working with me, this is literally the least expensive option that I've ever uh, come out with. Because as I've talked about in the past, I do small group training Um, And that's like $30, $35 per session. And then I do personal training, which is like 
90, 100 bucks per session. So this virtual group training, if you kind of want to get a taste of my style, and if you've been listening, you know my style, but now you can kind of see it in action. So hit me up if you want in on that. All right, so episode 77, this is a special one. Two reasons why. Number one, seven is my favorite number. So I saw 77 and it's a special episode. And reason number two, this is a 420 edition of the Building Strength Podcast, April 2020, 420 all month. All right, those of you who know, know. Okay, so... I want to talk training now. So if you guys have been following along on Instagram, you know that I've been posting my a little bit of my training here and there, as always. But if you've been paying attention, you've seen that I've been focusing on the kettlebell press and pull-ups. So just last week, I finally tested my strength. You know me, I, I will build strength like build strength for four to six weeks at a time and then if i'm feeling good i'll test my strength and that's kind of the cycle that i go with it's basically like build 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 test and then repeat go back to building and what i mean by building is like most of my training i've now found i've kind of found a sweet spot for myself and that's in that 70 to 85 percent intensity range as in when i do my training most of my training like 90 percent of my training is in that sweet spot where i'm working like 7 out of 10 or 8.5 out of 10 and sometimes i'll inch into like the 90 95 range but i don't go there very often and it's because i just found for myself for my own body my own recovery I've just found that that 70 to 85 range, it's enough for me to get the amount of work in that I want to get in. It's enough to help me feel good. So I get my endorphins rolling. And it's also like not so much where I can't recover for my next session. And I'll talk about that a little bit. So because I started these uh, Zoom virtual group training, Sometimes I'll do the workout with the whole group and sometimes I'll just hang back and watch everyone's technique. So last week I did all three, all three of those classes with everyone and then I did a fourth one with the Myo Detox Performance um, group. So I did four of those plus my own training on top of that three or four days. I think it was three last week. On Saturday, by the time Saturday came around, because I guess I did seven sessions from from Sunday to Friday, Saturday, I just, I was toasted. Like, I didn't want to do anything that day. I just laid in bed uh, in the morning. You know, those days where it takes you a little while to wake up. It took me a long time to kind of get out of bed. And just the whole day, I was like, why am I so tired? Why am I so trashed? So I thought about it. And again, this is why I like keeping a training log because I can look back and like, what did I do? So I look back at that and I, I I saw it. I was like, oh yeah, okay, this makes sense. I'm used to training 
four days a week lifting. And maybe I'll do one or two things on top of that. So I'm a four to six times a week kind of guy. But most of the time, 99% of the time, it's four or five, right? I don't really go into the six very often. But last week I did. And I was like, okay, this explains why I'm so tired. Because the the training, training, I've talked about this a lot, where training is just, it's another form of stress, right? We're stressing our body. And if it's really challenging work, we're also stressing our mind. And then everything else we do in life is also stress, whether it's work-related or your career, family, school, whatever it is, like... There's only so much your whole system can take, right? So I look back and I was like, oh, okay, it's because I trained so often and maybe the intensity was too high on some of those days. So when I was going into this week, I was like, okay, look, I, I'm not going to be able to do all of these uh, workouts with everyone. And for me, that was just kind of a realization like, okay, you need to respect that sweet spot that you know you have and maybe you can maybe I can slowly work towards doing more work overall in terms of the whole week but for me I was just like okay don't get carried away with these uh zoom classes because these should just supplement my own training anyway kind of wanted to share that so what I was saying before I guess I got distracted was I tested my kettlebell press this week and came away with two PRs. PR is a personal record if you don't know. But so I did a one arm kettlebell military press and four or five weeks ago I did 32 kgs. It's 70 pounds. I did that four reps and that was a new PR. So this past week, I tested it again, and I got five reps. I really wanted six, but I kind of messed up my technique a little bit on that set, and it it took away from my ability to do more reps. So I got five reps, which was cool. It was still a one-rep PR. I think I can do six if my technique is there. And then I also tested for fun. I tested out my two-hand kettlebell press. So double kettlebell press, I tested it, same weight, 32 kg, 70 pounds, with two hands though, so it's a little harder, I was able to press it over my head for three reps, which was awesome. That was my first time ever pressing it. I've never even done it for one, so hitting three felt really good. And I think I could have died for a fourth one, but I I knew it didn't really matter that day, so I stopped at three. So that felt really good. I... I've really been um, working at these, at this lift for the last two and a half months. So it really, it felt really good to see that the work paid off. And the back to the technique thing, that's why I always preach technique, especially if strength is your goal. Because if you're, if you practice with suboptimal technique, or you're not really paying attention to it as much as you could, then when you go to test your strength, when it counts, when it's a heavier weight, if you haven't been taking the time to practice, um, 
the fact that your technique is off, that could hold you back from achieving more weight or more reps, right? So for me, when I look back, I probably, in the future, I will definitely do more warm-up sets. As in, so it's, it's the single hand press that I'm talking about. One-arm military press. To warm up, I did the 24 kg, 24 kilos. I did that for a couple sets. I think I did like three sets of three. And then I moved to the 32 kg and I did two sets of one. So I did one rep on each side. I put it down. I took a full rest. I did one more per side, full rest, and then I maxed it out. Now, upon reflection, I think I could just spend more time and do more singles, maybe do a a set of two and then go into the max set. So that was the program I did. That program that I just finished the last 10 weeks I did, it's called Rite of Passage. And it's a program that's focused on the kettlebell clean and press. Which brings me to the next program that I'm doing. And I'm this is the book that I, I don't know if it's called a book. It's a PDF, it's like 100 pages. It's called Kettlebell Strong. So this is all about double kettlebell exercises. And then at the end of the book, there's a program on that the author laid out that I'm going to start next week. So it's a double kettlebell focused uh, book. So starting next week, I'm going to go three times a week, dedicated strength training. And then I'll do two or three things on top of that, like the Zoom classes But my main work is going to be three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I'm going to focus on the double kettlebell clean and press. Okay, so that's the book that I just finished, Kettlebell Strong. It came with like four hours of video instruction that I'm going to slowly watch, which is awesome. But that was a really fun book. The book that I read before that, Jailhouse Strong by Josh Bryant. If you guys are interested in bodyweight work, I bought this a few weeks ago when all this quarantine started because I kind of wanted to, I wanted a resource that would teach me how to train with bodyweight efficiently and effective, effectively. So Jailhouse Strong by Josh Bryant, highly recommend to all of you guys. Uh, It's on Amazon, you can get it on Kindle for $10. I usually buy the Kindle version. So it's all about body weight. It's the book is titled Jailhouse Strong. So it's like assuming either you're in jail or ideally not in jail, but you don't have you have minimal equipment and minimal time. So I learned a lot of cool things. I learned some techniques, but two two main things I learned. No, number one thing I learned why when you picture inmates or people who are in jail and they're working out, you kind of picture like really, really buff and lean people. So the author was saying that through his interviews with all of these past inmates or gang members, and he said that through all of these interviews that he did, the common theme was that in jail, all of these guys were getting a lot of chance, a lot of opportunity to sleep and to rest because there wasn't 
that much to do, right? So, of course, they would train hard, but the number one thing for them was that they had all this opportunity to sleep. And that's something I'm feeling right now because for the last five weeks, I have... I haven't really had to use my alarm. So this past five weeks is the first time in a very long time that I'm consistently getting seven, eight, nine hours of sleep. And I can feel it when I wake up and I can feel it when I train. And it's definitely a reason why I was able to hit those PRs that I was just talking about. Because my sleep is so is so good right now. I'm recovered, my body feels good. So, just going to sip some coffee. So, Josh Bryan, the author, was saying that sleep is such a big factor, right? And then, of course, he talks about many different methods of training with body weight. So, today we just did one in our 12 p.m. virtual group class. I use the reverse pyramid for reverse lunges so you guys know reverse lunges where you step back you drop your knee you come back up it's a reverse lunge right so what we did we started with 20 reps uh, 10 per side so 20 total 10 per side and then you rest rest is needed then you do 19 total and then 18 total 17 16 15 14 13 12 11 10 all the way to one so it's a that's why it's called a reverse pyramid because you go from 20 and you go down to one and we, we did this with reverse lunges so that's a total of 210 reps and if you've never done that it's going to be a lot of work for you so we did that today rest as needed as always you want to prioritize technique so you don't want to get sloppy make sure you get enough rest so you can actually do the reps well right I find that's a really important um, factor in all training, just knowing how much you need to rest so you can actually do the set well. So that's what we did today, reverse lunge pyramid. It was dirty. Last week, I did this with body weight. This week, I did it with a 15-pound weight vest. Next week, I might... So there are a couple ways to progress this. You start at 20 today. Next time, you can start at 25. Or you want to make the jump, you can start at 30. So go 30 to 1. Another way, instead of adding reps, you can add weight. So today I did 15 pounds. Next week, maybe I can do 30 pounds. Same amount of reps. So there are multiple ways to progress that. So those reverse pyramids, that, that's one way to set it up. And you can do this with any move. Kettlebell swings, push-ups, bodyweight squats pull-ups, all those moves. So the reverse pyramid was one was one um, method that it looks like he uses a lot. Another method that he likes, he calls it the deck of pain. So I haven't tried this yet, but I, I'd like to work up I'd like to work up to be able to do this with push-ups. So deck of pain is basically you grab a deck of cards. And you put them all face down and you pick one at a time. So you pick up a card, say it's seven. You do seven push-ups or whatever move you decide to do. Burpees, push-ups, swings, squats, lunges, whatever. 
Then you do the seven push-ups, you pick up the next card. Say it's a king. All the face cards are 10. Jack, queen, king, 10. So you do 10 reps. Next card. Aces are 11. And then, so you go through the whole deck. And one, um, I think it's either 380 reps or 480 reps. The whole deck of cards. So that's something definitely to work up to. I'll, uh, I'll keep you guys posted on that. But with all of these methods, the pyramid, the cards, one really good way to track whether you're actually progressing or not is to time yourself during these. So the reverse pyramid today took me about six and a half minutes. So it's like, okay, maybe instead of adding weight or adding repetitions, maybe I do the same weight and try to do it 30 seconds or one minute faster. So that's another way to go about it. So Jailhouse Strong, that's a really cool book, really fun book. Kettlebell Strong, really awesome. As you guys can see, there's a, there's definitely a theme in the kinds of books that I gravitate towards. I'm all I'm either strength training or training in general or philosophy, mindfulness kind of thing. So the two books that I'm listening to right now Number one, The Power of Now. I think I might have mentioned this last month. I'm still slowly listening to that. I'm looking at it right now. It says I have three and a half hours left on it. Uh, the Power of Now, top five book for me. I've read it before, so I'm listening to it now. And another book that I've read before, it's called Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, like longtime philosopher. Um... This is a really good book too. I've read this multiple times in the past. I decided to listen to it this time. As you can see, I, I like rereading or re-listening to books that I found to be very valuable for me. So Meditations, Power of Now, those are the ones I'm listening to. Um, I'm still working my way. I have a bathroom book. It's a... <laughs> You know, there's the book that sits in the bathroom. You read a couple pages here and there. So I'm reading that book. Uh, it's called Things No One Else Can Teach Us by Humble the Poet. Again, it's more along the lines of like self-development, mindfulness, that kind of stuff. So that's what, th those are the books I'm reading now. And so... So, bodyweight training, which brings me to another thing I want to talk about. Burpees. Burpees. Whew. So, if you've been following me on Instagram, you might have seen that I'm doing burpees now. And if you had asked me a month ago what I thought about burpees, I would have told you what every other coach says about burpees. Because there, there are a lot of people who don't like burpees. And I was one of them. And as a coach, there are multiple reasons why burpees are not always the best option. The most common argument against burpees is that it's, it's not a good option because it's so high impact. As in, and I totally agree with these things still. I'm 100% in agreement, except I've learned how to do them better in a better way, as usual. So burpees. What is a burpee? 
traditionally, you put your hands on the ground, you kick your feet back, so you're in a push-up position, you do a push-up, you stand back up, and you jump. Okay, that's the classic burpee. So a couple problems with that is, number one, it's usually done for time or for a lot of reps. And technique gets ugly real quick because it's a lot of work. You're putting your hands down, you're doing a push-up, you're coming back up, you're jumping. It's a full body workout, which is why people do burpees. Now, the problem the problems happen when the fatigue sets in. And then now you see you might see videos of people instead of doing a push-up, they just drop their whole body onto the ground. They just drop, boom, onto the ground and then come back up. So a couple problems there. The wrists take a beating, the shoulders take a beating. And then now when you come up, you're jumping, your knees, your hips, your low back. Again, it's good in a way where it's like, it's a lot of work. You're doing a lot of work in with just one exercise. Then the drawback there is like, it's a lot of work. So if your technique gets sloppy, there's a lot of sloppy reps happening and that's never good, right? So that's the classic burpee. And what I learned, I might've talked about this last episode, but I was watching this guy on YouTube. His YouTube is Iron Wolf, highly recommend. So the way he does burpees, and I think this is like prison style burpees or military style burpees, they, he's in the military, by the way, they don't do, they don't jump. So I watched it. I was, I watched like three hours of all of his videos. The first time I found it, because as a coach, sometimes you see something and you're like, oh, wow, that makes so much sense. And that goes against everything I've always been about because I agree like burpees can be a poor exercise if you're doing a lot of them and if you're letting your technique go out the window. So I watched this guy. Now, when I do burpees and when I prescribe burpees, we're no longer jumping every rep. So boom, I just eliminated a ton of uh, high impact activity and high impact paired up with high fatigue is never a good combination. That's why I always talk about make sure you're taking the amount of rest that you need so you can actually do the reps properly. So number one thing, we took out the jump from the burpee. The thing we added to the burpees is between reps, once you start getting deeper into your set, you get a little more fatigued, running in place or just kind of hopping in place, shaking things loose, keeping it loose. So two things. Number one, we're still moving, so you still work up a hell of a sweat. You still are getting in a lot of movement and activity. But now there's a built-in rest. So when I go down again to do those push-ups, you the push-ups are always going to look good if you know how to do good push-ups. So now the push-ups are always going to look good because you're giving yourself that rest between reps. So I didn't know all this, but now I know. And I learned like... Okay, so there are multiple burpee variations you can do. You can do a no push-up burpee. You put your hands down to the ground. You kick out into that push-up position. You bring your feet back in and you stand up. Boom, one rep. Or you can do a one count burpee or a one pump burpee. 
which is uh, you go down, you do one push-up, you come back up. You run in place until the next rep. Then I learned, okay, there are two count burpees and three count and four count and five count. You can even do 10 count burpees. And then there's also the Navy SEAL burpee, which you might have seen me do. It's like you do a push-up, you do a, your knee comes up like a mountain climber. You do another push-up, your other knee comes up like a mountain climber, and then you do a third push-up, and then you stand up. So those are the Navy SEAL burpees. So I just learned all this, and I got to say, I'm sold. Because, again, we took out all the high impact. Uh, we're now auto-regulating how much rest we get by running in place. You go, you, you do your next rep when you're ready. And then... Number three, like for me, if you can keep your reps clean, this is a very valuable exercise. As in, you guys know, I like I like uh, Turkish get-ups where you lay on your back and you. it's usually done with a kettlebell, but you can do it with the dumbbell as well. Turkish get-up, you're laying on your back and you make your way up to a standing, you make your way down. Very valuable exercise, like in terms of, I'm doing air quotes right now, Functional fitness, functional training, as in if you fall, being able to get back up is a really good ability to have, right? So you don't want to be at a place where you fall and then you can't get up, right? That's not, it's not a good time for you, not a good time for anyone. So now it's like the burpees is kind of the, it's similar where you're voluntarily going down to the ground and you're coming back up. I personally think very valuable exercise. So I it's been it's been fun because again, it's always fun when you kind of learn something new and then you get into it. So I'm into doing burpees now. <laughs> I don't do them every day. I go like every other day or every third day depending on what else I'm doing. But Day one, I only did 10. I did 10 of those Navy SEAL burpees. Then I kind of slowly added 12, 15, 20, 25, 30. I think one day I did 50. And then I did 100 for the first time ever. I didn't do, I did 100 two count burpees. And, and then I did another set where I did 100. I did like 100, I did 25 one count, 25 two count, 25 three count, and then 25. Uh, four count. It was a total of 250 push-ups, 100 burpees, 250 push-ups. And I think it took me about 20 minutes. Of course, I'm running in place between reps, right? To rest. But dude, like I'm sold. 20 minutes. You can go 10 minutes to start. When I first started, I did like five minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15, 20, 30. Eventually my goal, I would really like to not really like language matters. L let me let me say what I was going to say. I would really like to be able to do 100. Sorry, not 100, 500. That's one way to say it, but another way, the way I prefer to say it. See, I caught myself there. But I, now I, I'm sharing this process with you in my mind. I would really like to do this or I'm working my way towards doing 500 of those, right? So and of course, before I get to 500, I've done 100. Next step, I need to do 150. Well, really, the next step, I need to do 101. 
But in my mind, uh, my next milestone will be 150, 200, make my way up in the 50s and 100s. Slowly get to 500 and I don't know, we'll see, we'll see. So just a quick explanation on burpees, why I think, well, number one, what they are, uh, how I've changed the way I'm doing them compared to the traditional way of doing them, why I think that's better. And then now it's just about doing them. So, and you know what? There, I get it. I get it. There are a lot of trainers out there right now, like saying things like, and these are trainers I respect and I I get where they're coming from. I really do. But I'm going to say this right now. These are trainers I really respect and I get where they're coming from. They're saying things like, you know, a workout shouldn't just be a shit ton of burpees or a shit ton of push-ups, which I completely agree with. If you're not good at doing push-ups, you need to first get good at doing them first. You need to focus on quality. You need to be able to do five really good push-ups, 10 really good push-ups, 15, 20. You need to be able to do that first before you start doing 100 of them or 200 of them. You know what I mean? So I get where they're coming from, like, but at the same time, at the same time, I get it. People like variety. People like to do different things, new things, fancy things. They want to put a band on everything, which is cool, which is cool. None of it's wrong. But in my opinion, in my humble opinion, it's like if someone, if a male can't do 20 to 30 good push-ups, you need to work your push-ups. If a female can't do 5, 10, 15 really good push-ups, you need to stop doing all that other shit and be able to do 5, 10, 15 push-ups. All right? In my humble opinion. Same goes, so I was telling the group today, I'm like, guys, I hope you understand why we're doing similar stuff over and over. All we're doing are, of course, we do other stuff here and there, but for the meat and potatoes of our training, I think it comes down to a few movements. Lunges, squats, kettlebell swings if you have a kettlebell. Then for the upper body, push-ups, pull-ups if you have a pull-up bar. And if you if you have a TRX or like equalizer bars, I think inverted rows, TRX rows are super awesome. If you don't have those, you have weights, dumbbell rows, kettlebell rows, just a standard pulling variation. But for me, like these are the moves that matter. These are the moves that will help you build your base of strength, your stability. And then you can go all do all that other stuff. So before I move on, let me say that again. If you can't do 10 to 30 quality push-ups, work on those. Work on those push-ups. If you can't do like 20 to 30 bodyweight squats, good technique in one shot, you got to work on those. Same with the lunges, reverse lunges. Shit, if you do like 10 aside and you're dying, you got to work on those. All right. That's it for me there. I'll leave that there. Whew, got heated a little bit. But, you know, a lot of a lot of people out there right now, like, 
the workout shouldn't just be this. And yeah, I, I get where they're coming from, but some people out there just need to work those right now. <laughs> so, and of course, I forgot planks. Planks and glute bridges are always good. Planks, planks and glute bridges, guys. Full health. Okay, last thing I want to touch on before I move on, before I wrap up the 420 episode. So I got a question about what I'm eating during quarantine. What am I snacking on? I know snacks are a real thing right now. So honestly, my eating is about the same. I'm definitely eating less because I'm not moving around as much. I don't have as much activity in my life. So pre-quarantine, I was eating about three meals a day. For the last five weeks, I think I'm averaging two meals a day. And of course, I'm snacking in the middle or after so two meals a day same stuff that i was eating before rice meat vegetables that's it Uh, what kind of meat am i eating same thing i was eating before steak ground beef chicken breast chicken thighs i'm about to make some chicken thighs after this Whoo! chicken thighs are good skin on of course so those are the main things I'm eating. Snacks. Snacks are a little bit different than pre-quarantine because I'm not getting as many donuts in. Still eating donuts here and there. I don't know. What am I eating lately for snacks? Ice cream, cookies here and there. Not much really. I got to say like the appetite has been low. I took a look at my step count. Oh my God. I have, a, I have an app on my phone that tracks my steps. It's not 100% accurate because I don't have my phone on me all the time. But that was the case before all of this too. So I, can, I have a good uh, comparison. Pre-quarantine, I was averaging about eight to 12,000 steps a day. I'm going to look right now. Yesterday. Oh, yesterday. I didn't do a whole lot. Did not do much yesterday. Pulling it up right now. Oh my God. Yesterday... 2,000 steps, guys. Not good. So check it out. My week. April 11. What was April 11? 500 steps. 2,700 steps. There was one day where I got 10,000 steps. 2,500. 7,000. 2,000. Today I'm only at 1,700. So that's definitely something to be aware of. Ooh, oh my God. 30-day average is 4,400. Oh, atrocious. My my average over the last six months is 8,000. So steps are really coming down. So that's really something to be aware of because if your overall activity is lower now than what it was before, you have to be aware of that because if calories, say you're snacking more, say now you're eating more, so your activity is coming down and your calories are going up, You might not like the way that feels or the way that looks in a few weeks or months. So just be aware of that. I've definitely felt the difference with um, my appetite. So yeah, hope you guys are hanging in there. You know, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I've been listening to some more Bob Marley recently. Just started yesterday again. I don't know why... I haven't been listening to my man, but it's good vibes, good vibes all around. 
So with that being said, I'm going to wrap it up here. Episode number 77. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for leaving a review. It means so much to me. If you have any feedback, comments, questions, message me. Instagram at Theodore.Lim. And guys, if you want in on this virtual group training, you want more information, message me. I'll hook it up. All right. Until next time, take care. Peace.